0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Caspar. Life-affirming and profound, beautiful something left behind, captures the heartbreaking, the mundane, and even the funny moments in the lives of several young children have recently lost one or both parents. The good grief community in New Jersey focuses on a holistic approach to mourning where children can give in to the rage in the volcano room or say goodbye to a dying teddy bear patient in the hospital room. Over the course of one year, we get close to Kimmy, Nikki, Peter, Nora, Nolan, and Michaela, along with their constant companion, grief. The film, again, is called Beautiful Something Left Behind. And we're joined today by the director of this wonderful documentary film, Katrine Philp. Katrine, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So how did you find out about this organization, Good Grief?
1: I'm from Copenhagen, Denmark, and I was researching for a documentary about children and grief. And uh, my producer, Katrine, also a Katrine, she heard an episode on This American Life at a similar place as Good Grief, and it, it was a very strong episode, and we thought the children were so open and brave, and they were talking, talking so freely about their emotions and their feelings, and, and we thought that we would try to find a place like this. And we also contacted this place in Utah where the, the episode was uh, recorded. Um, And they were also very welcoming. uh, And we also contacted different other places. Then we stumbled over Good Grief in New Jersey. And we were met by this amazing CEO, Joe Primo, Mm -hmm. who uh, just invited us in right away. And I think maybe only two weeks after I was having my first conversation with Joe, I was there filming. I immediately... Was drawn to the children, and I, I thought that it was like I think it was the first or the second day of shooting that I was just like, "There's definitely a film to be discovered here,"
0: yeah.
1: Uh, and, and it just went on from then, and and we uh, were filming on and off during a year, so we we uh, we went back and forth from Europe to uh, to this place, and then we at one point we decided to or I decided to move there. Um, to be closer to the children. Uh, so I was there for a four months period with my own family. My uh, husband is a cinematographer. So mm-hmm. he was the one filming the film. Uh, so we packed our camera equipment and everything, and our two children, and we went to uh, New
0: Jersey. <laughs> you lived in New Jersey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, that's commitment. Obviously, you, it is. you, felt, you felt very strongly about this. First of all, this is an unimaginable situation, young children dealing with the death of a parent, or in some cases, both parents, or or just someone very close to them. That doesn't seem to be the only reason that they're there that they're there is because of a loss of a parent, but other cl- very close relatives. And it's just an unimaginable thing for someone who's six or seven or eight years old, which is what a lot of these children are, eight, nine, 10 years old going through this. And um, was it difficult to kind of gain the trust that you needed to record them because they seem very comfortable mm. with you in the film they seem very comfortable with the camera being around. Was that a did that take a little while? Was there a process for you to gain their confidence?
1: i yeah, well, trust is the most important thing when you do documentaries, right it's it's like the core of it um, and and uh, and I think because good grief welcomed us and trusted us from the very beginning, I think the family also, it was easier for them to trust us, I think, uh, because they trusted good grief, of course. Um, but also I think coming there as a family and not just as a film crew, uh, because I, I, my husband was filming and we brought up two children and they were with, with us on every sh- uh, shoot so so they were just like they were playing behind the cameras when we were filming and when we were not filming they were just like playing with the kids at uh, at Good Grief and in and at the family so I think we we came there as a family and not as a film crew and it I'm, I'm sure it helped us a lot also and they were also the our children were also there at Good Grief when we were filming they were just in another room but everyone knew us as a family was but it, it was
0: was it just your your husband and yourself were you the only crew there was did you have a yes. sound person okay
1: no it was only us yeah it's mm-hmm. so a very very small crew and i i love to work like that like that with a very small crew it can be challenging sometimes with like also with the sound and everything and especially when filming at a place like good grief where there's a lot of children running around all the time so it, it it was quite challenging sometimes and and we also at one point decided that i should like have another camera so i could just shoot uh, uh, some extra footage um because it was not always easy for adam to move around my my husband to move around uh, to get all the different angles all the kids in the circles so so uh, so we uh, we did that at one point, um, but what also happened while I was filming was that my own dad became sick and he died. Oh my so God. I was, yeah, and so, and, and that was very unexpected. So so uh, I think that I also felt the compassion and the, uh, the love from the good grief community there. Uh, and, and I think that my own life and our my family's life just m- merged in a way together with the life of the uh, children and the families at Good Grief. And also the fact that we became friends with them and enjoyed each other's company uh, also when we were not filming. So And that was a part of like, it yeah. just became a, a very natural way of uh, making this documentary. It was very... Uh, organic way of, of 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 doing this documentary and, and I think it also helped us you know, help uh, open up the doors f- into the lives of the families as well so but of course it's it's they were feeling quite comfortable having us around I think yeah. um, and and Adam is also very good at uh, just uh, have the kids play with the camera and he was just on the floor with them and and so this um, Yeah, he's very good at people, I think.
0: <laughs> well, well, it's interesting that you say that because there's a lot of detail in the filming uh, following uh, these kids as they get together in these kind of group therapy sessions. And I, one of the things that struck me about the way that uh, Good Grief approaches the healing part for these children is that they're in with their peers, their peers are talking to them about their own experiences. And it's extremely powerful, especially when you're a five or six or a seven, eight, whatever it is, eight year old, and you're in that group for the first time. And I, I think I, what I'm talking about, it might've been Peter, or I think it was Peter, who we see in what must've been his first meeting. And he he's he, he wants to cry. He continually sort of fighting back the urge to cry is it do i have that right is that is that peter that i'm talking about or is it mickey i'm, I'm trying it's, to remember it's, pro-
1: it's nicky i think it's in the beginning of the film, very beginning right? of the film yes it's, and it's as, mickey. yeah and as
0: yeah. he's trying they're you know they they pass the baton to him to talk and mm. he um and he just can't do it and then you see you keep you've got the camera on him because you can see as he's trying to carry on conversations and people are talking to him he just keeps wanting to just burst into tears, and you can just see what's going on in his in him and his face and how how it's playing out and uh, and then you see his own peers bringing comfort to him and not and in a way that's completely organic. It's completely they're not even they're just it's a beautiful thing to watch. I mean, just watch mm-hmm. children providing therapy and and comfort for their own for their peers. It's it's a beautiful thing to watch.
1: It is definitely. And that was actually one of the first days of filming. So you can imagine why we thought that there was a film to be filmed here. (laughs) Um, Because we we shot that in the very beginning of our shooting period. Um, And uh, it is amazing how brave and wonderful and uh, amazing these children are with uh, they they are as I said before so open and they are so so not afraid of talking about the hard uh, things or they're not afraid of uh, show compassion to each other and to help each other and good grief is also a very special place it's a very safe place for the children to be and everyone has has the same, or, or, or a, not the same, of course, but a similar experience, has yeah. experienced a similar experience. Um, and and, um, and I think we as adults actually can learn so much from the children because good, good grief is there for them too, uh, because they are in a process of learning how to live with their loss and, and they're not there to learn to push it away or to hide their feelings so, so it's, it's like, there's so much love in that place, I think. And the peer to peer, peer to peer um, is uh, is a big part of uh, good grief philosophy.
0: And it's so unfiltered and you're right. They're so honest and they're so raw with one another in the sense that they, they're not, there's no guile. They're not holding back. They're not, there's no other agenda except that in, in the way that children express themselves, they just say what is in their, in their heart and, mm-hmm. and, to watch them nurture each other and and uh, i mean it's not to say that there there are a number of adults in the film who are either a uncle or their mom or other people other adults in their life who also provide these children with an opportunity to open up about their what they're going through uh provide support so it's it's a combination of those things but but to sit at a table or sit on the floor and just you know, playing with toys and then talking with one another. And it's it's beautiful, it's a beautiful thing to watch. And the other thing uh, that I really appreciated about what their approach to this is, is that they're not afraid to say death, dying. They're not afraid to say these things out loud. They're not trying, and that's another thing, sort of coming to grips with death is, is an important part of this process and so there are they have books uh, that they read aloud to each other about people dying where they go what they do all those kinds of things are just uh, we could learn so much from these children and in the way that they uh, and the, and the people who run good grief
1: yes and and we actually in the uh, in the structure of the film and in, in the making of the film we wanted to capture this wisdom in, in in the film. And we, we didn't want a lot of experts telling us what the children were going through and their different stages of grief and like explaining uh, their situation, or explaining their ex- emotions. Because I just wanted to film and shoot the film entirely from the child's perspective. Yeah. I, I wanted it to be that like pure uh, that, because I thought that the children can You know, they have so much to give. We do not always need experts to tell us what we actually can experience. I think they did it so well. I, because I was also grieving when doing this in the, like in the production of this film. And I really felt that they uh, were so wise. They were so clever. They, uh, I learned so much from them and just like giving them time giving them space to just unfold themselves and their emotions so i I also had to talk to adam about that we should be cinematographer that we we should just let them i didn't want to interrupt them i didn't want to like direct them too much i just wanted it to be like to to come out naturally whatever they wanted to Show us or whatever they wanted to tell us, uh, and because I knew that they could do it, and and for me they showed me such an amazing resilience, and that life was there to be lived despite of their loss and despite of being in this deep, deep life crisis. And, and I'm not sure that the experts or adults could tell me the same same thing. Yeah. It would be different. And oh, but yeah. I also found yeah. out that. That this film was much more about life and existence and love and you know all the magical moments of childhood. So, yeah. I, I really wanted it to be like a tribute to our brave children.
0: One of our minor listeners was speaking with Katrine Philp. She is the director of this uh, amazing documentary film called "Beautiful Something Left Behind," and it is going to be available through. You can go to goodcompanypictures.com to find out more about the film. But the film is going to be out today, uh, January 8th, so be looking for it. And there's a site there's a, site, uh, there's a, a link to, on the page, filmschoolradio.com to find out where you can go and how you can see this. Uh, in the last minute um, I have with you, I, I, again, I want to underscore just how children telling their story is such an amazingly powerful part of life. Uh, and but also of this film, beautiful something left behind. And at the very beginning of the film, I think it opens with the uh, the young boy talking about what colors he's mm-hmm. what grief and and sadness and all of the those emotions. What colors they they um, are represent that represent that that feeling of anger and sadness and grief. Um, and you know what you don't need to be a doctor to be able to explain these things you don't need to be an expert you just you what listening watching him do that is is a wonderful way to open the film and i it says so much about the film too
1: totally isn't it just amazing to describe your feelings with colors that's genius right that's it's it's, it's difficult sometimes to find the right words or how you are feeling if you are feeling grief and if you are sad, but why not like describing it with colors? And that's uh, that's the beauty of it. And and we actually opened the film with this specific scene. We were very we wanted it to open like this because we wanted the the audience to look at the film through the eyes of the children. So we wanted it to put the right glasses on and to say, okay, that's this is the way we are looking at grief in this film.
0: Absolutely. It's a wonderful way to begin the film. And it's a wonderful watch all the way from start to finish. And Kimmy, Nikki, Peter, Nora, Nolan, Michaela, all of them have a story to tell. And all of them are just wonderful people to spend some time with. And uh, as well as the the people who run Good Grieve, as well as the parents and the and the support adults who are also a part of the film. It's it's an experience. And uh, by the way, it did was in the winner's circle of this uh, 2020 Doc NYC It was the best documentary feature at uh, the South by Southwest this year. So uh, it comes with uh, some awards as well as um, some wonderful heart and soul as well. Katrine Phelps, thank you so very much for the film, Beautiful Something Left Behind. And thank you for spending some time with us here on Film School Radio.
1: Thank you, Mike. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films.